0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Car Thoughts with David, episode number 69, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Um, you know, I'm I'm super excited. I'm on vacation, and, you know, just driving around a little bit, um, you know, going to pick up some things from the grocery store um, for the hotel, and figured I'd record this podcast episode while I was doing it, and you know, it's been such a fantastic, um, journey, you know, I've really enjoyed learning about all this new social media stuff, and, and I'm trying to share this with you guys, and enrich your ability to do the same, you know, hopefully to give you the confidence to do the same, and, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, I've been hammering really hard on this stuff. And then, like I said yesterday, I just really feel like... I just really feel like, you know, every time I try and talk about something else, I get to where i get stuck on it, and I just can't talk about it. And I go back to talking about social media stuff. Um, but, you know, there's just so many things to explore on that and there's so many people that are far better qualified than me on that and, and I know that but at the same time you know what I'm trying to do is help people because you know show that you don't have to be this super professional person to pull this off you know you don't have to have all this money or the right job, or the right education, or the right background, or whatever. I mean, granted, I could have went to college. I could have went to to UNCC. I could have went to Chapel Hill. I could have went, you know, University of North Carolina Wilmington for free. I had a full scholarship. Um, But, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't what I felt like I wanted to do, you know, I started out in college uh, with all enthusiasm and then was sadly disappointed um, because it just was more of the same, you know, it wasn't uh, what I thought it was going to be and, you know, I think a lot of us get into that rut is, you know, we get somewhere, you know, we get started in something we're all excited and we're all enthusiastic because we think we're getting into this new exciting challenge and then we get there and we're like this is it? really? Um, you know almost like buyer's remorse in a way you know you get home with the, the product and you think it's going to be so great and you pull it out of the box you turn it on and you're like oh that's it it seemed like it was capable of more stuff in the uh, when I was looking at it in the store, you know, and you know, that's okay. Um, yeah, you know, for what I do in IT, I didn't need to go to college, you know. I mean, I already knew how to program before I even went into college, and maybe that's why. I didn't find any, you know, why I was disappointed because I thought I was going to be learning stuff that was above what I already knew. I didn't realize I was so far ahead. And maybe that's where the disappointment came from. Um, of course, I haven't programmed in decades because I just, I don't have the, the passion for it, you know anymore, you know, I've moved on, like I talked about yesterday, you know, having the, uh, that passion, having that drive, um, you know, is just, it changes over the years, you know, I went from wanting to be an astronaut, wanting to be a, a stock car racer, to wanting to be a computer programmer, a computer story writer, you know, a computer game story writer, and you know, all these different things, I wanted to be a musician, I wanted to be, you know, all these different things, and over the years, my passions have changed, and, you know, I've learned to, okay, let it go, move on to the next thing, and, yeah, I'm not to say, not saying that those passions can't ever be reignited, and then you want to follow them again, Continue following them. You know, I sold off most of my guitars because I had this huge collection. I had 13 guitars and like four or five amplifiers. I had, you know, mandolin, violin, bass guitar, you know, and I had re- 13 regular guitars this normal electric and acoustic guitars, plus all these other instruments. Um, and I sold down my collection of just, an, uh, three acoustic guitars, and I kept my, uh, ukuleles, and my wife's, uh, keyboard. That's it. You know, and I, I've gotten an electric amp, a tube amplifier, because, uh, one of my electric or one of my acoustic guitars has got a you know, an uh pickup in it that I had installed, so you know, all in all, it's uh went from a very large, very expensive collection to a very small, still reasonably expensive collection. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's just kind of what I did. I, I, I sold off a lot of that stuff, but I kept some stuff around. Um, in case that passion came back and that desire for playing music came back. Um, you know, I mean, music is awesome. I love listening to music. It's one of my favorite things to do. To just chill out and just relax, you know. And to get excited and, and energized and pumped up. Uh, you know, when I'm listening to, you know, uh, happier music. And, and you know, I listen to relaxing music to relax. And, you know... Music is a great thing. And I still love listening to it. I listen to music every day. But playing music... um, I just... I I started having excuses. I started finding other things to do. And I got to the point where I wasn't playing. And I felt bad having all of these beautiful musical instruments laying around. That I wasn't spending time playing. So I wanted to get them in the hands of people that could... Uh, appreciate them and use them and you know find them good homes almost like a rescue uh, puppy (laughs) you know I felt bad so I, I found them new homes and my parents actually got ticked off even though I don't know why because I paid for all of the instruments that I sold so it wasn't like they had any financial investment in any of it but they were upset because I sold them for such a small amount of money. I mean, I had a $1,300 uh, Carvin uh, custom design guitar that I actually worked with a guy at Carvin. Um, and they do all custom work. You can, you know, they basically, you pick the wood, you pick the body styles, the necks and all that, and they put it together and, and build it for you, you know, and you pick up design and all that. So, you know, I worked with a guy at Carvin, he, you know, we figured out my playing style and all of that, and then they built this guitar for me, and I ended up selling it for like uh, 500 bucks. And uh, they are like, well, that was a $1,300 go- dollar guitar, and I'm like, uh-huh, I couldn't get $1,300 this is what I can get. And it's going to a good home, a person that actually appreciates it. Because most people want to tell them, oh yeah, this is a Carvin. They're like, what? You know, it's oh, it's not a Gibson. Which of course, that's irrelevant anyway, because Gibson going out of business. Um, <laughs> which is, they made good guitars. I, I'm not going to knock them. They make awesome guitars. Are their guitars worth $3,000? No, they are not. I have played several guitars, including my Carvin play far better, I mean, as a matter of fact, I bought a guitar kit, because I've played play of Gibsons, but I would never own one, um, but I bought a guitar making kit that was a, uh, a Gibson knockoff that I built for my brother-in-law, and that thing sounded and played just like the Gibson that I played that it was based off of. I mean, and this was a $300 kit that I bought, had mailed to me and I sanded it, painted it, um, wired everything up, put the pickups in, you know, and, uh, cause you know, I can do the body. Um, that's not a problem. The biggest trick is doing the neck. I, I, I'm, I didn't go to luthier school. So I was like, you know what, this kit actually has a body in it. Pre-fat body, it already looks right, so, and, you know, the neck, you're looking at 100, 150 bucks anyway, you know, minimum, uh, you know, and the pickups and everything else, this is actually a better deal, and I'd already bought a couple kits that I'd built, um, so I was like, yeah, sure, why not, and, you know, I thought, this is really good, and then that ended up being my, uh, uh, a birthday present from my brother-in-law, so, so yeah, and, uh, you know, so I, I definitely was hardcore in music for a long time, you know, and that, and that time has, uh, has passed, and now I'm on to, to other things, but, you know, that's the thing, you know, so many people, they feel this guilt, you know, and you don't need that stress in your life, you know, you don't, um, you know, if you've got something that you're just not passionate about anymore, don't be afraid to just say, you know what, I'm done, you know, and get rid of it, you know, um, you know, because you, especially, especially if you're beating yourself up about it, like you're sitting there looking and like, ah. Oh got 13 guitars, you know, because I used to have them all hanging on my wall, too. I had actual, me and my dad built uh, racks, and then we bought the the guitar hanger hooks from the music store. We had them order some for us, and so I actually had the hooks that hold them, like you can see in a music store, and I used to have all of my guitars hanging up in a room in my house, and every time I'd look at them, I'd be like, I'd like to sit down and play, I just don't really... You know, I always gave the, I don't have the time, which is BS. You can make time. If there's something you want to do bad enough, you make time. So as I realized that that passion was gone, that spark was gone, you know, I started selling them off. I kept just enough of them so it wouldn't feel like I was giving up on it entirely, you know. And then sold the rest so they could be in places where they were appreciated they they could be used by people who would appreciate them and use them and you know, take care of them, <laughs> you know and, uh, you know, it made me feel a lot better because I'm not kicking myself about it, I'm not looking at all these guitars and all these musical instruments and being like, ugh, why I need to sit down and play these because I feel bad because, I mean, there's fifteen twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of equipment here hanging on this wall that I'm looking at and I should be playing them you know, and uh And uh, yeah so you know it helped a lot to, to give that stuff up and that's one thing that Jake talks about in his book is you know spending all this money for storing things that you just don't use anymore and getting rid of it and freeing yourself from the, the binds of and the chains that hold you in uh, as far as um Sorry, uh, As far as, uh, you know, like, I mean, granted, I wasn't paying for storage space for him, uh, which is what his example was, but I was still storing all of this stuff that I never used. And Jake, if you listen to this episode, by the way, I'm still, once I get back from vacation, I'm going to start really taking a dive into my stuff and, and clearing out all the stuff I don't need anymore and starting to get rid of it and cutting the crap. Um, and that's, you know, it's not just about getting rid of things, it's about getting rid of, you know, mental clutter it's about getting rid of um, emotional clutter, it's about getting rid of physical clutter, and for me right now, the big thing that I need to get rid of is physical clutter I, I've, I've cut a lot of the stuff out of my life as far as uh, mental clutter, but and and the rest of that mental clutter is related to stuff and just how full my house is of just stuff that I don't need. Um, and so I'm going to start working on that and start trying to get that tackled on a more, you know, full-time basis and take some time away from other tasks that I'm doing to put towards going through and giving my house a serious look over and getting rid of all the stuff I know I don't want to hold on to that, you know, because, I mean, we collect all this stuff and we're all, you know, and this is something that a lot of people in America have a problem with is, you know, granted, if you've got a lot of kids, you know, you need a pretty big house, right? But a lot of people, I mean, like my parents, if they got rid of all of the, the extra, like, antique stuff that they have uh, because they like going yard sailing and stuff and buying stuff if they actually sold all that stuff off instead of uh, you know holding on to it you know and got rid of that stuff that just it's there just to look at you know it doesn't really actually serve a purpose they could probably move into a small apartment and I'm not trying to say that they should move into a small apartment, but all I'm saying is is they've got this you know, 1,500-square-foot house, and it's full. I mean, it's just my parents. They're the only ones that live there, and it's their house is packed to the brim with stuff. And um, I'm saying that not to be down on them, but I'm saying that as a segue into me. <laughs> I'm becoming like that. I've got this house full of stuff, and it's just me and my wife and the cats. There's no, there's no one else. We don't have any kids, um, and I've got a house full of just nonsense, really, you know. So, I'm trying to go through and clean up the clutter, and and break it down to what I, what I actually need to have there, and. that is, you know, that's something that will help me mentally as well. You know, you think, oh, you know, you're just taking a bunch of stuff off to Goodwill or Salvation Army or, you know, whatever the local charitable Habitat for Humanity, whatever the local charitable uh, organizations are around you, and it's like, no, you know, when you don't have all that stuff where it feels like the walls are closing in around you and you don't have any room to breathe because there's just stuff everywhere. Um, You know, like my wife, for instance, she's actually, and I I don't understand it, I don't try and push her on it, because I know she's sensitive about it, but at the same time, she's got, she had an entire storage unit full of boxes of stuff, and I don't even really know what's in all of these boxes, but they've been in storage for years before we got married. It was like all of her personal things. So they were in storage for years before we got married. We put them in storage when we got married because we didn't have an apartment big enough to hold all of these boxes and all of this stuff. Then we pulled them out of storage when we finally got a place big enough and brought them into our house. And these boxes have never been opened. They've never been looked in. Uh, Some of them, I mean, some of them she's opened up when she's been looking for something. But, I mean, these boxes, we've been married for eight years. These boxes have been, you know, basically nearly untouched for eight years. Does she really need these things? No. No, she does not. Um, But at the same time, you know, she wants to keep them. So, I'm going through and getting rid of my stuff. And then I'm going to take all of her boxes and I'm going to throw them. I've got an empty closet that's really good size in the house. And I'm going to throw all those boxes in there. And if they never get seen or heard from again, who cares? Because they're in that closet. They're not taking up room in, in our bedroom and everywhere else where I've found a place to put them. Now that, that closet's emptied out, they're all going in there. And, uh, you know, out of sight, out of mind, I do out of my life <laughs> um, but yeah I mean we collect so much crap that we just don't need and we just hold on to it forever for no good reason and so that's what I'm working on is, is finally taking the time to just take a weekend maybe and just do nothing but go through and just throw stuff away go th- you know go through and Find homes for stuff. Go through and take stuff to be dropped off for donations, um, you know, to to help people, um, and uh, you know, just just spend a whole weekend doing nothing but that. That's that's one of my goals is setting aside a weekend for that. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, that's, I guess that's, that's it, you know, (laughs) just, just, you know, don't be afraid to, uh, change your mind or to, you know, when something's run its course in your life, don't be afraid to just let it go, you know, don't hold on to it, you know, don't let it stress you out, you know, cut the crap (laughs) and, and, uh, you know, you can only do what you can do, you know, that's that's really key. You can't do something that you can't do, you know, so if you're tied down by all of these things, these possessions, these, these items that are holding you back, this clutter that's holding you back, let it go because that will free you up to do other things. And you'll be like, wow, I've got all this time and I don't feel so stressed. And I feel better because I don't have all of these things weighing me down that I feel like I'm supposed to be giving my attention to. And I've cut those things out of my life and now I can do this. And that is, uh, that's my message, you know. And, and if you haven't read Jake's book, Minimalize to Maximize Your Happiness, uh, Cut the Crap... Um, I definitely recommend it it's a short read it's a very very easy read it's a very important read um, you know there's a lot of good information in there just because it's short doesn't mean it's not useful so um, so I definitely recommend it and um, I certainly hope you guys have a great rest of your day and thank you as always for listening please spread the word please if you feel like leaving a review on iTunes, all I need is the five stars. If you want to, you know, when you write something in a review, just tell me what kind of car you drive and how many miles it's got, what color it is. So with that, I want to leave you with Car Thoughts out. Hey everybody, David here from Car Thoughts with David, and I just want to share some information with you. You guys have heard me talk about finding your way, finding your path, and starting your journey. Well, If you have decided that you want to start your own podcast, you might be thinking, well, David, that's great, but what do I do? How do I do this? You know, what works? What doesn't work, right? Well, I wrote a book, because you can go back and find my episodes where I talk about all this stuff and listen to them, and that's all well and good, but sometimes it's easier just to have it in print where you can just see it, right? So I wrote the book called Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Shared. You can pick it up on Amazon on Kindle for $0.99, less than a dollar. What? That's crazy, right? Less than a dollar, you can pick it up on Kindle. If you like to have a print book in your hands and you just like the way it feels, and trust me, I'm looking at this book right now, it's really well printed. I love Kindle publishing. You can pick it up for $5.50, So, you can have a physical copy where you can take notes, where you can, you know, keep stuff for quick reference while you're working on creating that awesome, epic podcast that I know you're capable of creating. So, by all means, if you're looking for ways, you're looking for advice, Introduction to Podcasting, Lessons Learned, Lessons Share is the book for you. Thank you, guys. And I could not do any of this without your support. So, when I say thank you, I mean it. Thank you.